Last night, the Attorney General of Minnesota joined AGs in Washington, Massachusetts, Virginia, and New York in suing the Trump administration over the executive order restricting refugees and immigration. There'll be a hearing in that case in Seattle tomorrow. Sixteen Democratic attorneys general signed a letter on Sunday vowing to use all of the tools of our offices to fight this unconstitutional order. Maryland's Attorney General Brian Frosch was one of them. Attorney General Frosch has been the chief legal officer of the state of Maryland since 2015. Prior to that, he served in the Maryland General Assembly for 28 years. He joins us now. Thank you for coming on the show, General Frosch. Thanks for having me. In addition to signing the letter, you have tweeted condemning Trump's executive order. Explain why you and the other AGs say it's illegal. Well, um, we think it, it, it violates the Constitution. We think it's I- illegal. And so far, Four United States federal courts have agreed with those positions. Beyond that, I think it's important to note that these, this order will not make us safe. It'll make us less safe. Uh, it's great propaganda fodder for, for ISIS. It plays right into the hands of our enemies in the Middle East and undermines uh, our, our allies. Uh, on top of that, it's bad for American business. The executive orders will hurt American companies. It'll make us uncompetitive, cost us jobs. We're interfering with with some of the smartest people in the world who want to come here to work, uh, to study. We make their lives difficult, unstable, and perhaps uh, impossible. And finally, you know, it'll cost us millions and millions of dollars to carry out this folly. General, those uh, four uh, court orders you mentioned, of course, didn't go to the substance of of the order. They just uh, blocked parts of it from uh, taking effect. Tell us specifically, what is it about the order that that is either unconstitutional or somehow uh, in violation of the broad authority a president has under federal immigration law? Well, in the most in the most simple and direct case, they detain people uh, without due process. Uh, people who come here with their papers, their visas, etc., in order, show up, uh, land in America, and are put into custody. Uh, that's a violation of our Constitution. And uh, can, can, can I just follow that? Because those are the people that there were some people, of course, who, who were on planes when the order went into effect, and those people, some of them were detained. But is there any uh, danger that, that going forward that anybody is going to be detained? Uh, I, I think there is a possibility that that, that will happen going forward, but uh, whether it does or not, uh, the, the, the orders are expand beyond what the president's authority uh, allows. And uh, the, in, in addition to the fact that uh, they uh, detain people, you've got, you've got situations where uh, families are separated, where uh, a five-year-old child shows up in the United States and uh, is is held for several hours before being released to to uh, members of his family, all of those uh, activities, all of those actions, uh, violate not only our our constitution but the uh, uh, the, the principles on which America has been founded. So, General Frost, why haven't you joined in the lawsuit with the other AGs? Our authority uh, is dependent upon uh, direct 
authorization from either the General Assembly or the governor in Maryland. We're working on both avenues. General, it wasn't that long ago that Democrats were, Dem- uh, that Democrats were saying that Republican state attorneys general who were suing the Obama administration over immigration policy didn't have standing to sue. Now that everyone's sort of on the other side of this issue, what business does a state have in taking on uh, the, the federal government and the president on immigration policy? The actions that the Trump administration has engaged in have harmed residents of Maryland. They've harmed businesses uh, in Maryland. And uh, the uh, state attorneys general across the country, though some uh, some and not others, have parents' patriae authority to act on uh, behalf of the citizens and on behalf of the state in those instances. Maryland happens to be one of the states that does not have that common law authority, and that's why I say we're seeking it from the uh, General Assembly and the governor. How do you view your role as attorney general in this political environment we're in now, where there will most likely be executive orders from the president that you see as harmful to your state or the people in your state? I I think it's our job to stand up for our people and our our state to protect them from uh, orders, executive orders that either exceed the president's authority or that harm uh, our citizens and are otherwise uh, illegal. Uh, The idea that uh, that Mr. Trump is going to undermine, repeal the Affordable Care Act would irreparably harm 400,000 people in the state of Maryland who depend upon it uh, for their health care. And uh, I think it's incumbent upon us as attorneys general to protect our citizens. There seem to be a group of 17 or 18 uh, Democratic state attorneys general who are getting involved the way you are. To what extent did the Republicans who did the same thing over the past eight years kind of provide a blueprint uh, for, for your group? Well, I think uh, you, can, you can see their blueprint. It's pretty obvious. Uh, one significant difference is I think that their activities were funded in large part by um, a number of different foundations and corporations who were uh, trying to press their ideological uh, agenda. Uh, that's not been the case for, for us. We're working with the resources within the offices of the attorneys general across the, uh, the country. Um, but you did see the Republican attorneys general engage in, con- in a concerted strategy to thwart the policies of the Obama administration. And, uh, you know, they, they fought regulations of the uh, Environmental Protection Agency, of the Department of Labor, uh, and so on. Last month, Maryland joined four other states and the Federal Trade Commission in settling a lawsuit against Malincroft Pharmaceuticals for $100 million. The lawsuit accused the drug company of monopolizing the market for a life-saving medication, Akthar, by buying the rights of their only competition and jacking the price up from $40 a vial to $34,000 a vial. Maryland's attorney General Brian Frosch played a major role in the case, and he's our guest on Bloomberg Law. General Frosch, how did you get involved in a lawsuit? Well, it was one that we were investigating on our own 
uh, found out that the FTC and other states were uh, looking at the same issues and joined with them. So and did you have complaints from your from citizens of your state about it? We, we did. Um, and uh, as you say, this was an, an egregious uh, case of uh, violating the antitrust laws. They jacked up the price by thousands of dollars per treatment. And um, it, it's something that I think we're seeing across the market on generic drugs. It's not just Axar. It's uh, we've joined with a number of other states in suing six generic drug manufacturers for uh, antitrust violations. We allege that they got together, divided up the market, and uh, it, that allowed them to, to raise the price of drugs that have been available and off patent for, for many years. General, a few months ago, you and some Democratic lawmakers unveiled legislation that would let you go after companies believed to be gouging consumers on drug prices. What does that, would that legislation let you do that you're not currently uh, able to do? So it would allow us to enjoin a drug company from price gouging. And I'm talking about drugs that are off patent, generic drugs. Uh, if the price increase is unconscionable. And by unconscionable, we mean that the amount of the increase is excessive, not justified by the cost of producing the drug. And it puts uh, folks who need the drug in uh, threat where they have no meaningful choice and the drug is important to their health. So it, it, would, it would apply to those situations. Uh, it would not require proof that they had conspired with other companies, merely that they uh, have raised the price to an unconscionable level. Attorney uh, General, do you feel that there are ways, in other words, will this settlement send a message to drug companies, or is there just so much money to be made that drunk drug companies will continue to jack up the prices until they are stopped by the law? I, I think it's the latter. I mean, look, we you can see this uh, in the market. The U.S. Senate uh, Committee on Aging uh, did a, a study. They looked at five different drugs off patent. In one case, it was off patent for more than 60 years, others 50, 40, and 30 years, where the prices had been jacked up 5,000%, 3,000%, 2,000%. Um, there is a study by the GAO, hundreds of generic drugs where the price has inexplicably risen by 100% or, or more. And it appears that uh, companies have figured out a way to corner the market uh, in certain circumstances, especially where you have a drug that's vital to uh, a small class of patients. And uh, you essentially have folks moving from the hedge fund industry into the pharmaceutical industry and treating it as if uh, it's a hedge fund, jacking up to the price uh, as high as is possible. General Frosch, we only have about 30 seconds, but I'm curious what you make of what the president is doing on drug prices. Uh, he, uh, among other things, has said he wants to negotiate with drug makers over uh, the prices under Medicare and Medicaid. What do you think? Uh, 
I, I think the government should be negotiating with pharmaceutical companies in Medicare and Medicaid. There's absolutely uh, no reason not to. It makes perfect market sense. Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law. We appreciate it. That's the Maryland Attorney General, Brian Frosch. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, the net neutrality rule. The new Republican chair of the Federal Communications Commission won't say whether the agency will enforce the net neutrality rule that was put in place by Democrats, even though he voted against it and is a longtime critic of the rule. That's coming up on Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosso with Greg Storr. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 